Hello, everybody, and it's your girl, Jasmine, and I am back with another collab. This is Internally Woke, collaborating with I Declare, I Decree. Hey, hey y'all. So Cree. excited to be on here. I'm so and excited. We're excited to have you. Cree is our third guest on the podcast, and I am her first. So hello to all the I Declare, I Decree fans out there. My name is Jasmine. I am the host, like I said, of Internally Woke. My podcast is just a plethora of everything. I created Internally Woke because we are getting into this woke culture where everybody wants to be woke, but nobody is woke about their own journey and their own self. So on my podcast, basically, we talk about a little bit of current events, what's going on, you know, in the celebrity world, a little bit of what's going on in the news. And then we get to have a little coming to Jesus moment where we talk about things that we can work on for ourselves before we, you know, try and pick the thing out of somebody else's eye. So that is internally woke in a nutshell. And I am so excited to have Cree on here because she is the only person I know personally. Can I say that? Do I know you personally, Cree? Yes, yes. I know a good bit about you. <laughs> She's the only person that I really know this close that is doing a podcast. So to have somebody else, especially another Black woman out here doing the thing, it excites me. And so the moment that she posted her first podcast last week, which is great, by the way, go check out her first episode. Um, I was like, when are we going to collab? Because I want to get the word out there about your podcast and I want people to um, join because I have had conversations with Cree. For those of you who don't know, we go to church together um, and I've had conversations with her in the past and we there's never really a dull moment between us we usually have pretty good conversation she usually has a lot of good, great things to say so go check her out so Cree, if you want to talk about what what made you decide to do a podcast how did you come up with the title and what are some of the things you plan on talking about well I declare I decree it's just um it's I look at it as my open journal and I don't really talk about current events it's just where I come and I vent um I'm a laugh. I'm a cry. Um, I do a little bit of poetry and all that type of things. I do a lot of motivational, inspiring, um, I, not lectures, but stories, I guess you can say that. And so I really was starting off to do YouTube, but then I was like, you know, sometimes I look a little rough, have my scarf on. I was like, yeah, God would not be pleased with that. So I wanted to be, enjoy my privacy, but still uh, be able to reach people, if that makes any sense, and express myself. I love it. I do like the talk. So I might as well put it to good use. (laughs) I love it. And that's how I came up with the podcast idea too, because I have had YouTube since like 2013, but I haven't been consistent with it. And it's kind of like what you said, like it takes a lot of production. For those of you who've never tried to film a YouTube video, it takes a lot of production to film a YouTube video. And I mean, just here, I was going, I usually do film the internally woke podcast um, while I'm recording it. Um, it's a little bit harder when I have guests on though, because unless the guest is here with me, um, then I kind of have to gauge my reactions as I'm listening to them. But outside of that, like just the production and the setup of YouTube videos, like I have my podcast, I mean, not my podcast, my tripod in front of me, I have my camera, um, and the setup, but then into like, if my hair has been like, my hair was wrapped up all day. And like I said, I had planned to film this one. Um, so I combed it down but like and then just like just looking decent just to get in front of the camera so I too was like let me just get a podcast that way when I want to talk and I don't feel like going through all that I can do it another thing I invested in was a wig (laughs) (laughs) for when I haven't had a relaxer or my hair is looking a mess I could just pop it on but I have not the last time I recorded a podcast was the Teddy Riley and Babyface incident so it's been a minute I mean but we've had Corona we've had Black Lives Matter it's just been so much going on so I haven't been consistent so I think this is a great time for me to get back consistent Cree is my motivator yes we motivate Uh, each other we're gonna hold each other accountable to get these podcasts out but let's go ahead and get into our agenda for today um first I want to talk about Emily B Emily B for those of you who don't know is a long time I don't even know if they're married still um but long time girlfriend slash wife of girlfriend girlfriend f-a-b-o-l-o-u-s okay um (laughs) and uh, about a year or two ago, there was a lot of stuff in the news about him literally beating her up like she was just another man on the street. 
and knocked her teeth out. There was an incident where he knocked her teeth out. So clearly, when your man does that to you, it's not the first time. Nah. Um, Because usually, and I can't really speak on this too personally, but usually in an abusive situation, it usually escalates. So it starts small. It starts with like verbal abuse, emotional abuse. Mm -hmm. And then it escalates to like the slap and then the hit. And they don't usually just full out beat you up. The first time. And I'm not laughing at her getting beat up. That is not funny. But no. my the thing is, she is pregnant. And I'm literally scared for her. Because yeah. my thing is, why would you get pregnant by this mannequin? I mean, this is, I think, baby number three. Baby number three or four. Three. Of a cross of, like, what are they? 12, five, and then this newborn? Yeah, it's a big gap. But, like, why, baby? You don't have to. She has enough off the two kids to live on the high on the hall for the rest of her life. Yeah, she does. I just think that she's... Um, Just speaking of people who I know have been in this domestic violence relationships or whatever, it's just it's some kind of attachment to that. And some women, it's it turns them on sometimes. Like she might mm-hmm. like that type of thing. So you know, it, different strokes for different folks. I ain't with it. But if that's what she want to do, baby, that's your business, honey. But honey, don't be crying when you get in that head tag now. Yeah, I was watching. <laughs> it was something. Was it? Net, it was Netflix or I know what it was. It was Big Little Lies, I think, mm-hmm. on Hulu. Yeah. And it was this woman on there who was getting physically abused. And this, yeah. she it turned her on, like you said. Like, she was attracted to his abuse. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil it, but it, you know, it didn't work out the way feels, she wanted it to, but. Maybe she feels, like, too invested into it to leave now. Maybe she feels like it'll get better if she, do, if she does this or she doesn't do this. Or making all types of excuses, that's one of the. Uh, characteristics of someone who is in a domestic violence relationship. They try mm-hmm. to they try to take on the blame. Like, oh, if I wouldn't have did this, maybe he wouldn't have did that. But no, baby, it's him. Okay? Yeah. Yeah, it, it definitely is him. And and speaking of that, like, a lot of people do try and make excuses. But as you can see, Fabulous has, I mean, he's not broke. And from what I see on the reality show of Love and Hip Hop that she's on, they're not, they're not uh, necessarily struggling. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. It can happen to you. It, it, it Money does not matter. Does not matter. You know, that's, that's something mentally. I don't know. Maybe it's something he saw in his childhood. I don't know. Maybe they need to go see a, a Yonla. Fix my yeah. life. And a lot of people do feel like having a baby will fix the situation. Like maybe if I have another baby because the way he is with the kids. But there are just some men out there. Now this is coming from a personal experience. I'm sorry. But there are just some men out there who are great fathers and horrible husbands. Yeah, it can happen. It can, happen. and so a lot of women see how great they are as a father and hope that they'll be you know, a having a kid or having more mm-hmm. kids will make them a better man. And it's just you—you you have some men out there who just are not great husbands. Like they love their kids, they wouldn't do anything to hurt them, they do anything to protect them, mm-hmm. but they just don't—they're just not willing to be the best man for a woman and and I I think that that's on them I still it is never a woman's fault but I think that that is on them to Mm -hmm. own up to that responsibility and say hey I just don't need to be in any more serious relationships because that's just not for me it's not for me just be pure about your intentions and everything get what you you know I'm saying people are more pure well, that's the next topic. We're not gonna. Yeah, we we're gonna get into that a little bit. Yeah. But I just wanted to bring that up and just to highlight that women, if you're out there, please don't think that having another child, having another baby, you know, is gonna fix the situation. You can go to counseling. That's a better option. Going to therapy is a better option. If he continues to put his hands on you, calling the police is an even better option. But just please be mindful of your situation. There's nothing out there mm-hmm. that is worth that type of abuse. Right. Okay, moving on to the next topic. We're going to talk about Kiera Shear, who is the daughter of Karen Shear, one of the famous Clark sisters. She got in, she's a, she's a cancer, I believe. I think her birthday was the 20, when was Sunday? The 21st? The 21st, yes. So she's a Gemini. Gemini. Ooh, yes, ooh. Gemini. Ooh. She's a Gemini. Cancer starts on 22nd. So she's a Gemini like me. Listen, we're Lord. both we're both on the cusp which which means we're very close to being cancers my birthday is the 19th hers is the 21st so it means we do have some cancer characteristics which speaks to her creative side because that cancers are very creative 
But anyways, for her birthday, I didn't even know she was dating anybody. She has been kind of open about her dating life in the past, but this yes. young man, I did not know nothing about, which I mean, I'm, I'm not knocking that. That's her life. Yeah. Um, and a lot of people feel that celebrities are supposed to, or that they have this, this, um, thing where they have to share their lives with us and I don't necessarily believe that especially not your love life like that is very personal Personal. but she did an amazing job at keeping him in you know behind closed doors excuse me it's not COVID (laughs) she did a very good job and he proposed on her birthday and I thought that was so now let me let me let me put this little pin in here if my future husband is out there listening don't propose to me on my birthday don't propose to me on any <clears throat> special holiday. He gonna That's try to knock me. it out at one time. Gonna try to knock it out, you know. That's just me because if things go left, <clears throat> I don't want to remember my birthday for your proposal yeah proposal but I'm not saying that's what's gonna happen with her, and <clears throat> that may be something she wants, you know, propose yeah. to me on birthday. Yeah. I mean, I'm happy for her. I mean, I really I am I don't know much <clears throat> of her story, and it's good that I'm I'm a very private person. Like I don't social media doesn't validate me or anything like that. Amen. I just feels like I feel like that some things, especially when you're in on that platform, you have to keep private private because the devil is always lurking to trying to trying to kill, seek, whatever, kill, destroy, and all that type of stuff. So something like that that's private and very intimate like that, I would definitely say keep on the line. And it's be, even be worse. Low key. Be low key. Everybody want to post everything to seek validation. Who are you seeking validation from? Mm, come on. Are you trying to prove a point, or are you, or is it really like that? You know what I'm saying. And one thing I have noticed, and I heard a lot about before I got into ministry myself, <clears throat> is that you need some water, Jasmine. <laughs> right. I'm over here like, what is going? It's not COVID. <clears throat> I promise you. <clears throat> Excuse me. Is that um. It's worse in the church. And I didn't believe that because I'm like, before I got in ministry, I was like, who would be attracted to a pastor? Like, that is so, ugh. Like, especially <laughs> looking at my old pastor from my old church, I just be looking at him like, how could anybody be wanting to take care of his wife? Like, he's not a bad looking man. It's just something that, like, you see him up there preaching and spitting and sweating. Like, you see the worst, <laughs> the worst of some of their physical characteristics. So, when I heard people say, you know, it's worse when women want to take your man in the church, I was like, why? But then I got into ministry and I started going to like guest churches and stuff. My old church was um, a part of an association where we go to a lot of events at other churches. And you could see the women would just be up there waiting for the pastors to come out the, the, the pulpit when service was over. And I'm just like, that man got a full blown first lady on the first row. Get out of his face. The disrespect. So, the disrespect. I'm sorry. So, so I, might, I might couldn't be no first lady because I'm like, listen, baby, honey. Back they went, they'd be like, that is the most ratchet. If it was me, that was the most ratchet first lady. She would tell you off in a heartbeat. Yeah, I, I have to do an ask the Lord to for forgiveness later because I'm like, Lord, I didn't mean it. You know, I, I, didn't, mean, I didn't mean it like that. But listen, okay? So with her but it's also on church. him because you know me and you know pet it's just i don't know i just i guess they're held, held at a different level than most people and you know i women, think a part women, of it is that you power can't, you, can't, you can't control other people but you can't control yourself so that's where the line is drawn that's all that's all that's all it means so yeah so with her being in the church the way that she is her dad being a pastor Mm-hmm. <clears throat> I can definitely see her keeping this under wraps. Now I don't know if she was keeping him from the people at the church. I mean, I, don't know I would have I, to. I would have to because it'd be them. Them be the ones. Them be the ones. Right. <laughs> but yeah. with that, I wanted to talk about dating in 2020. Ooh. And is are we dating in 2020? Are we just <laughs> are we quarantine? Are we FaceTime? And what are we doing in 2020? <laughs> I feel like we skipping dating and going straight to situationships. You know, nobody's really getting to know each other. You know, you true. Just, you just doing whatever, and then then everybody mad at the end because it wasn't what you thought it was gonna be because you jumped right into it. Everybody, true. And, you know, that's what yeah. I and so my thing is, and everybody on my podcast knows that I'm recently divorced. But my thing is, when I met my my ex husband, I was 18. Ooh, so that was 11 years ago. 
So I have not dated, dated in 11 years. And boy, when I tell you from 2009 to 2019, 2020, things have changed. Most definitely. And I am having a hard time adjusting to the change. Let me tell you why. Because in 2009, for those of you who weren't quite old enough to date then, which I really shouldn't have been dating myself. But anyway, in 2009, there was no Bumble. There was no Black, the, um, the dating app for Black people. There was no Tinder. There was, if I met you while I was out, or you knew somebody that I knew, that is how you met, or we went to school together. That is how you met. That is how you dated back then. So it was not this internet thing. There was no such really thing. I mean, you could have catfished if you were still hanging out in the AOL chat rooms, but like we we weren't really doing that in my age group, was it? And even before that, I remember like being before cell phones were popping. You were creepy. You remember, I don't know if you did this because you're like a year older than me. Mm-hmm. I believe. Oh, we used to take a piece of paper and a pen to the, <laughs> our place was called That Aways. That was like our little teen club. But we used to take a piece of paper and a pen because cell phones weren't really popping like that back then. So like, it is so different now. Where you and, from? Where did you grow up in Gibsonville? What is it called? That Aways. Are you talking that about was, the club that I went to? No, yes. the, the place, the city. I'm from Elon slash Gibsonville. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, yeah. we had cell phones down here. I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> you, at, you had cell phones at 14? Yes, I had a cell phone in middle school. I sure did. I had the prepaid, but I didn't have after nine. Oh, you know, texting was free and stuff back then. <laughs> oh, see, I had prepaid, so we didn't have no free texting. Yeah, I, my phone was prepaid too. You buy the minute cards, you put it on there, but it was singular. Then it's now AT and T. Oh, see, I had um, was it Virgin Mobile? No, I had track phone first. Yeah, I so had track phone first. Yeah, but yeah, so things are things are a lot different though. Um, guys are different too. Um, I don't want to say chivalry is dead. <laughs> I don't want to say chivalry is dead but it's definitely different and then another thing I see is that a lot of men think because of the actions of some other women that women are out for their money yeah have have you noticed that I don't know what kind of men they woman I don't ask for nothing that I can't give myself so I don't exactly and half of them don't have all that I mean, exactly. They don't. I mean, that's what I told this one guy. I was like, I'm not used to being able to go over to, you know, and chill and kick it at your place because I was the only one with help. It was come unlock the door or something like that. No, not not to judge or anything, but when you once you get introduced with something like that, it's like boom, like where this come from, you know? Yeah. So I went on this blind date with this one guy. We met on Hinge. He was really nice, but I bring him up because we had the conversation about, um, you know, meeting people in the on the dating site, dating apps or whatever. And he said there's a lot of girls that he'll meet, he'll take out, and then boom, that night they want action, they want to get in the bed. But then they're also like, well, what kind of car do you drive? And, you know, what kind of money do you make? And I'm like, wow, it's really girls out here like that? He was like, yeah. He was like, and then it's just some girls who just want to smash. They don't even want to have a connection or anything. And you got to be really clear what you want up front. But when I, my growing up though, I did not grow up like that. No, no, nobody did. And you know, sometimes I think those girls, it's a front. It's like, I'm going to do him like that before he do me like that. You know, like, because a lot of men I can see do that. So, so they take what they, they've been hurt by that and they say, well, I'm going to, before it happened to me, I'm going to do it to him. You know what I'm saying? And there's some kind of, old, oh, yeah, he might be blowing you up. Girls feed off guys blowing them up. Lord, oh, he big, you know this. And they're going to tell their friends, oh, he did it, did it, ah, 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 and all that type of stuff, which, which is kind of immature. You know what I'm saying? But, yeah, I get that. And then, but then they got to think about it though. Just because he's begging you, don't mean he ain't begging nobody else. That whole, say that again, Jazzy. <laughs> Just because he's begging you, don't mean he ain't begging nobody else. Thank you. Thank you for the one, for the little sis in the back. Okay. <laughs> Copy and paste is a thing, honey. Copy, paste, repeat, honey. Put it on the billboard. <laughs> Needs to be somewhere, honey. You are not special. You are not. It's so, like, and I'm not knocking the girls who do the same thing as me and, and just knocking the girls. Like, I think it's, 
you know, if that's your MO, then make it known up front. Like yes. if that's what you want to do, because Not then what I think it allows, I think it allows guys to be hurt and then they meet somebody like us. So then they're not like really trying to get a connection because they're used right. to the other girls who weren't upfront with them about what they wanted. Ruining, and so, good, ruining good men. Leave them, if, you, just if you want to be a dog, go get with a dog. Okay. I saw something on Facebook was like that was like it's got to be more good men than this. Is there any more in the back? Can somebody check in the back? <laughs> check check in the back in the inventory and see if it's any more. But I do think because that guy I referenced about going on the blind date. He kind of had that guard up with me. Like, what do you want? And I was just like, I just want to get to, like, I'm fresh out of a divorce. I just want to get to know somebody. Like, I ain't trying to get married tomorrow. I'm also not trying to smash you tonight. Like, I just want to get to know somebody. Yeah. And then, like Kim, I have had guys message me on the app that I haven't even met yet. I was like, what you doing tonight? You trying to come over? Sir, we live in a day. Have you not watched Criminal Minds? Right. Listen. I'm not about to come over and I'm not girls if that's your MO just be safe I'm not right. knocking you I'm just very old fashioned when it comes to dating and getting to know people yes. not you know not too, not trying to get in my personal life too much but I'm just old fashioned let me just put it like that you yeah. know and so I just and I just feel like it's either or you find guys who want to get serious and in a commitment tomorrow or you find the ones who just want to do something that night. And I'm just like, yep, I'm just going to go on back in my little apartment, sit on the couch and put my feet up. Yes. Yes. It gets real. Like, and I don't know. Yeah. Like you said, times have definitely changed and it's, I'm 30. I turned 30 on April the 7th and I'm single. Like I, I'm involved with someone, but it's, I just, it, I'm, I'm single. And that's right. where the confusion comes. In. That's what 2020 dating and, and dating is like. You know what I'm saying? It's, oh, we here, but we're not together. We're not official. And like, it used to be until I get a ring on my finger, but it ain't even that. No. Sometimes it's not until you sign that little piece of paper down at the registrar's office. Right. Right. And I've seen people, county. I've seen people get rings and, and here we are 10, 15 years later and still ain't married. What's up with that? Listen, I ain't gonna be one of your little friends on your obituary. <laughs> special friends. <laughs> you ain't about to list me in the special friends category. Companion. Negative. <laughs> Family friend. Beneficiary more like what? Like, come on. I'm just sometimes they get that ring just to silence them. Yep, just just to make a pick. You've been bugging me about this. Okay. What's the name? Chrissy and um Jim Jones. Perfect example. She begged and begged and begged and begged. And what, he just recently gave her her ring or something? Or now she's talking about she don't even want to get married? Okay, well, you sit here and beg this man to death. Listen, I can't put a limit on how long you need to date somebody before you feel like y'all need to be engaged. I think that's situational. Because you can be with, date somebody for five years and get into marriage and realize, you know what? (laughs) I was laying over my head or you could date somebody for one year get married and stay together forever so I'm not going to put a time limit but if you feel like you've had enough time to get to know this person and you feel like you're ready to take the next step and you're begging them to put a ring on it you might want to reevaluate the situation because a man at the end of the day and you can see this in cheating you can see this in a man's career you can see this in a man's life period a man is going to do what, what a man, man wants to do without regard for anyone else. And so that means if he wants to marry you, he's going to put a ring on your finger. There's nothing that's going to stop him from doing that. Same thing when it comes to cheating. If a man wants to cheat, he's, he's going to cheat. Do. He'll come up with his little excuses of why, why, why. But it's at the end of the day, it's because he wanted to. Yeah, and it's no reflection of who you are. It's exactly. a reflection of who he is. Exactly. And you know what? And that. Mm. And let me just say this, baby: if a man cheats with you, like if you got with a man while he was with another woman, mm. come on, preach. Then, baby, what he, what he did to her, he gonna do to you. And I stand by that. I don't know what makes you think you you got this kitty cap, kitty pal. No, baby, what he did to you. What he did to her, he gonna do to you. And that's all I'm saying on it. They say how you keep them 
it's how you lose them. How you how you got them? How you how you gonna lose them? So, so whatever. Okay, but go ahead and let them go, girl. Let them go. That's dating in twenty twenty. You either Oof. gonna put up, put up, or shut up. There you go. Exactly. All right, moving on. <laughs> um. Okay, so everybody, if unless you've been living under a rock, you know that America is under civil unrest right now. And it is not due to something that only happened. It is not due to an isolated situation that just happened a couple weeks ago. This is something that has been going on in America since the, since the uh, Europeans took over and brought slaves over here and killed all the indigenous people and forced them out of their land. Mm-hmm. So what perpetuated this current event, though, was the killing of I think it kind of started more so with the killing of Ahmaud Arbery that mm-hmm. kind of got us on edge. Mm-hmm. And then on top of that, George Floyd's murder sitting That's on it. his neck with a knee. We were just like, enough is enough. Yeah, what, what's, the name? What, what's the name say on Good Times? Damn, damn, damn. It was, Burn like, all it was that. Up. Bang. Burn it all down. Burn it all down. So now we have this um, perpetual snowball rolling down a hill of what I think is if we keep going and we keep our eyes on the goal is a black community uplifting a black economy. And that is through the use of supporting black, buying black, and which I hope will in turn change the narrative of our success but the reason I wanted to talk about this it's not a secret that everybody's trying to buy and support black so I didn't just want to talk about that but what I wanted to talk about was as a black creator of something if you create something as a black owner if you own a business whatever product or service or whatever it is that you're putting out there to be supported by other black people I want our people to be open to criticism thank you Because I feel like when we decide to start on a venture of either selling something or creating something and a Black person has feedback, Mm -hmm. we take it as, oh, you're just trying to keep another Black person down. Oh, she hating. Or that, or you're bougie, Mm -hmm. right? And what I want us to know and understand is that some of us are not, I mean, I can be bougie sometimes. If you know me, you just know. But some of us, us, when we give you feedback, it is not that, but it is what we want you to succeed. And no, we're not trying to set the bar where the white people have set their bar of professionalism. But regardless of race, there is some type of professionalism that needs to be had. And so... Let's say you provide a service, you're a photographer, or you do graphic design, whatever your service may be, make sure you're providing it on time. Make sure you're meeting deadlines. Mm-hmm. You know, if I know you and I say, hey, I'm going to be a graphic designer, I'm going to design this website for you, I'm going to have it on June 30th, right? I don't care if I do know you, I need to have it ready on June 30th because what people don't understand and that's part of what I'm working on is a nonprofit management certificate. Um, and I've taken some like business courses here and there. But one thing people don't understand is it is harder to gain new customers than to retain the current ones you have. And if you are not meeting that level of professionalism, you're not meeting deadlines, you're not delivering a quality product, mm-hmm. you're going to spend more money trying to gain new customers after you lose your current one. So, so when we are telling you, hey, you could do better in this area, mm-hmm. you could do better in this area, don't take it as like we're trying to keep you down. And yeah. don't take it as we would rather spend our money somewhere else. I would love to only buy black. Thank you. But I expect a certain quality exactly. <laughs> out of the service or product that I am buying. So if better quality means white, then I'm just going to have, or Hispanic or whatever. I would prefer the better quality than to have to choose. So what I'm saying is if you say this is your specialty, then make sure you are as good as you can be at it at the moment. There are always areas of improvement, room for growth, but be sure before you put that product out that you are making sure it is going out the, the, the best way it can. That way we don't have to try and decide which one is better quality because we know like we've had 
your product before we know how good it is like right now I was going to talk about this at the end but I'm putting out a book and I was so excited to put out the book that I was just gonna you know put it through Grammarly which is an online program that looks for grammatical errors and edits and then just put it out there and I said you know what Mm -mm." because the minute I put out this book and somebody with a better English degree than me reads it and sees grammatical errors and stuff like that that's going to speak against me Mm -hmm. and then the first thing that person is going to say is I tried to support black I tried to buy black and look at the kind of product they're putting out so I hired an editor for my book and that just goes to show like when we put out stuff invest Mm -hmm. it it is not cheap to put out any type of service or product it costs money Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying that if you don't have money right now, don't start. But you you have to start somewhere. Mm-hmm. But don't don't try and ex- and sell your product to everybody in America. Start starting your neighborhood first. Yeah. Then but, if you get good ba- feedback in your neighborhood, then move out. And yeah. on the other hand, those of us who are giving feedback, just be professional at how you give it. Yeah. Don't be rude. Don't be ratchet. Go ahead, Cree. Um to stem off of that um this pandemic or whatever it has birthed a lot of creativity and um, a lot of people are wanting to become entrepreneurs and and start their own businesses and everything but here's what i want us to do including myself i'm gonna include me in here i want us to get educated on what we're doing what we're doing do our own research network Mm. people who are doing what you are trying to do who have tried and failed who have and and are now succeeding you know what i'm saying become business minded you can't just wake up and be like oh i'm gonna start this business today and just have no Hallelujah. type of plan no type of anything you ain't you ain't shipped nothing off to get no what's that you get like a 501c yeah if you want to be a non-profit you get your 501c3 if you want to not if you want to be a for-profit company then you need to get either like an llc yeah, or yeah, yeah or something like that. incorporated or something yeah and also customer service is important i'm not gonna yeah. come to you if you giving me mcdonald's attitude well, i can go to mm. well, i can go to chick-fil-a and get my pleasure you feel what i'm saying it it all goes to show it's your attitude towards people and all that type of stuff be a you have to be you have to ignore the negativity and everything. People are going to mm-hmm. come for you. People are going to be that because they, oh, yeah. they, they see you starting to do something, find yourself and do something that they 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 ain't doing. They just sitting on the couch doing whatever they want to do. People are going to come for you. That's natural. Use it as fuel. Don't try to don't drop down to their level or nothing like that. Just use it as motivation. Yeah. And don't and don't sit up, get so up far up high that you're looking down on them. Now you can come down and help somebody else up if that makes sense. Yeah, so that's what I just wanted to say about that. And we gotta support black because if we don't support ourselves, who else gonna support us? And nobody, nobody. Because the first time thing that they'll see is if you're a black owner, is they're gonna go to their own people. So why can't we get our own people? Right. You have Chinatown. Mm-hmm. You have in New York, especially up in northern communities. You have the Jewish neighborhoods where they own their own stores and sell mm-hmm. to their own people. Yeah. So we need to, you know, we need to build up our own communities. Um, and yeah. I will use this as an example um, for my nonprofit. I give out free resources to women who everybody doesn't want to be a business owner. Some mm-hmm. people just want and we and we don't need everybody being a business owner. No, we need lawyers. We need doctors. We need everybody in every arena. So my nonprofit gives out free resources to people who either want to grow in a professional career, such as doctor, lawyer, teacher, whatever. But we also give out free resources to people who want to, women who want to start their own business. And I had a lady contact me. She filled out an application to gain the free resources because we do ask that she fill out an application. One of the questions on the application is, do you have a business plan? Because if you don't, then we need to help you create one. So I got her application. I went through it. I reached out to her to talk to her about it. And she was like, so when do I get my money? <laughs> and I said, um, we would love to see what grants we can find for you. And if we have money within our own reserve, we would love to provide that for you. I said, but first, we need to talk through, you know, maybe you taking some business classes. We'll pay for your business classes. Maybe you, um, you know, sitting down with one of us to create a business plan. And she was like, oh, I, I know what I want to do. I just, I just want to go ahead and get my, pro- I need money to get my product um, in production. And I was trying to explain to her that all that is great. Like Cree was saying, having an idea is great. 
But if you don't have um, information in marketing to market your business and business to sustain it, and, you know, like you said, a business plan, a lot of these grants that people apply for to fund their business, they ask for a copy of your business plan because they want to know what is your six month goal? What is your one year goal? Because if something happens tomorrow where Beyonce, and this is just outlandish, but it could happen where Beyonce comes across your Instagram page or Beyonce comes across your product and she puts it up on your page, you're going to get a millions of followers, millions of customers almost instantly just because of the um, influence that she has. Mm -hmm. And you're not going to be able to scale your business that big that fast because you didn't plan for it. So now you're going to have a thousand back orders and people mad because they don't have their product. Right. So like Chris said, you can't just be like, oh, I got this great idea. Let me go create my Instagram page. Okay, but what else? What else? And another thing is once it starts to get too big and it's just you, you're not going to be able to handle all that by yourself. Got to hire. So you need to have stuff planned out for what if. Mm-hmm. So. I see some of these businesses have, in this pandemic, I'm pretty sure they, so a lot of these businesses had to plan out. To, mm-hmm. If something like this were to happen, how are we going to maintain And business insurance, I know you hear a lot of people talk about with the riots and stuff, business insurance. Mm-hmm. Business insurance is a thing. And a riot does not, you know, do something to provoke you. That's not the only thing that can provoke your business insurance or set it into motion to take up for you. If you're running a business out of your house and you, you, um, you, you, you're on the coast and your house floods out or hurricane comes or whatever happens to you, Business insurance will take over any product or whatever you use to create your product that was stored in your home. It'll give you the money mm-hmm. to cover that. And business insurance really is not that expensive. If you put up enough money to the side when you're getting started and you save as you get income, you know, it might not be something you do the first day you start business, but it may be something that you want to look into six months into getting your business up and running once you start to get revenue. Yes. So that's a whole different conversation but I did just want to talk about us being successful because I believe that black people have so much power yes I mean just yes. look at black twitter how creative black twitter is yes. you can do something it's 654 something I could do on twitter at 655 will be viral and across the world and memes of everything that I've ever done or ever said will be viral at 7 p.m 7 p.m Yep. Because we're so creative. Black people are so creative and so intelligent that we could own every arena out there. And I'm going to just put this out there. Sorry to the white people who are listening. But I think that's what most, especially racist white people are scared of. Scared of. That's <laughs> why, that's, yeah, yeah, that's exactly why. That's the divide thing. So, you know, that's what it is. And that's why, um, essentially, projects, you know, people come from the PJs. That's what it is. It was a project. Mm-hmm. A project, an actual scientific project to see you know we put these people over here we're gonna give them a little bit of food stamps try to keep them out of knowledge and boom and see how far they get keep them down they didn't want us to tap into that power that we had and people at the cdc have already said that the um coronavirus is not going to work unless black people participate in the trials i'm here to tell you it is my advice don't participate in them trials nope Go look up the simplest experiments of the, I think it was the 40s or 50s, somewhere around there. Go look that up. Read about it. In Tuskegee. Tuskegee. <laughs> Don't participate uh, in those experiments. Nope. Okay, so yes. Buy Black, Black Lives Matter. Hashtag. Hashtag Black Lives Matter. And that's right. not to say that white lives Oh, uh, lives, yes. Please, Lord Jesus. Our lives yes. matter just as much as y'all do. That's what that's what it means. We just want y'all to act like it. That's Thank the whole. <laughs> we just want you to act like it. Thank you. You smack right. Uh, last thing I want to talk about, and we, it kind of goes along being a business owner. You know, starting your own career. Cancel culture. Mm. For my for my older people out there who don't know what cancel culture is, it is something that has started on social media where a influencer or a celebrity. And the difference is an influencer is somebody who's really not famous for singing or their art. They just got really popular on Instagram or social media. So an influencer or a celebrity does something who I guess social media culture deems is just unforgivable. And so they in turn cancel them. The example I wanted to use was B. Simone. She is one of those examples of an influencer. Um, She got famous off some type of singing 
singing show or something. Yeah, like Wildin' Out or Celebrity Squares or something like that. Something back in the day, but it wasn't like, you know, nothing terribly, like, she wasn't an actor. She's no Beyonce. She's no uh, Megan Good or anything like that. Yeah. But she's popular. And she released a book about you know manifestations and when you manifest things how true they come to pass and how positive they can be for your life well once the book was released a couple people who had created similar books and devotionals because it's kind of like a journaling thing where you can write in it too um got a hold of the book and noticed that the content was very similar to what they had put out Mm -hmm. um and come to find out she got a ghostwriter this ghostwriter basically copied the pages of other people's books verbatim, didn't change a word or anything, and then put them in B. Simone's book. Now, here's the problem. Even though she hired a ghostwriter, guess whose name is on the book? B. Simone's name is on the book. Mm. So, in turn, everybody started wanting to cancel her. Cancel. And so... <laughs> It was something else too, though, Jess. I thought it was like because... so. She got on. And she uh, she was on somebody else's podcast or a radio show or something, and she said she only wanted a man who was a hustler like her, someone who got up in the morning when she did and went to bed when she did at three a.m. She didn't want a man that worked at nine to five. Girl, child, you better take what you get now these days <laughs> because if you if you ask me, the it's twin pickings out there. I'm telling you, it's slimming. The, the good ones are already taken, I'm telling you. And it goes back to what I said. Everybody, just because you don't, you're not an entrepreneur, don't mean you're a, not a hustler. You know. Because right. lawyers work an, an obscene amount of hours sometimes just to get billable hours so that they can make money. That's hustling to me. Same thing for doctors. So they can finish their paperwork. They might work nine to five, but then at 6, 30, 7 p.m., they're still filling out charts from earlier in the day. Yeah, I used to be a teacher, and I would sometimes not come home till six o'clock. School was over at two thirty, but I had paperwork to do. That didn't make me not a hustler. So I think you know we have to. I think people, a lot of people, are upset at how she just um, specifically put the term hustling to be mm-hmm. an entrepreneur. But yeah, I mean, everybody, everybody cannot be uh, that. And just yeah. like, just like I, I use this comparison with good people and bad people because I had this incident where. I was in a gas station. I was behind this, uh, the counter behind this elderly white man, and the the uh, the cashier. He was a a gay a gay white man. He was just so ugly to him. And when he walked, when the man walked out the store, he was like, "I just, I just can't believe there's so many bad people in the world." And I'm like, "If there was no bad people, how could you measure the good?" So you mm-hmm. have to kind of look at that, like that everybody can't do that. So yeah. So I mean, when God made us unique for a reason. If we yeah. all walking around doing the same thing, boring. It would be boring. If everybody was good, the, the world would be boring. Let's just be honest. If everybody was good, the world would be, it would be boring. So it can't boring. be like that. You know what I'm saying? So, um, but yeah, well, be Simone. Hmm. I don't necessarily think that was enough to cancel her, though. Now, like Candace Owens, I'm quick to cancel a Candace Owens. Angela Statton, I'm quick to cancel them. For those of you who don't know them, they are two people who are strong Trump supporters mm-hmm. and strong mm-hmm. Republicans and mm-hmm. very anti-Black Lives Matter. Right. And I will cancel. Now, I don't mind canceling them, but I think in B. Simone's case, let's start with the book. I mean, we've kind of talked about, you know, her in the situation with what kind of man she wants. And, yeah. you know, I can't knock her for the kind of man she wants. Right. However, I would say she is wrong in trying to influence. Like, if she was to say every woman needs a man, every woman needs to be an entrepreneur, and every woman needs a man that's an entrepreneur, then I'd be like, okay, you're doing a little bit too much. Mm-hmm. But if that's what she wants, you know, I kind of just, you know, to each his own. But as far as the book part goes, that kind of goes back to what we were just talking about as far as like support in black. Maybe, maybe Sweetie Cakes just didn't know. Maybe yes. she had a pub. I know that she has a manager that's involved in this somehow. I don't know if the manager was the ghostwriter or the manager hired the ghostwriter, mm-hmm. but her manager is involved in this somehow. And maybe she just said to her manager, I want to write a book about manifesting and I need a ghostwriter. And then her manager took it from there. And we don't know. 
we don't know the you know the intricate details of the situation but what I will say to this is I don't think that that's enough to cancel her I think it is a good educational moment for her and anybody else who is looking to go down that path of writing a book or creating something you you may want a ghostwriter but that doesn't mean that you need to take your hands off the process completely any good any good person who creates something knows that (laughs) once I hand this over to somebody else I don't take my hands off the process completely but I do manage it along the way and I do need to approve it and I do need to read something and measure it up to something else so that I know what I'm putting out because I wonder if she even read the book that before part, she put it out you should read you know and but i don't know i can't really speak on it i just feel like plagiarism wasn't enough but it was also something else that canceled her like she had a lot of stuff that canceled her and one of the main things one of the things that i saw on social media was the whole thing about her being silent through this whole george floyd thing now you got all this influence mm-hmm. and she was talking about she's not living to please man she's here to please god and she's uh she what would jesus do um and why why would she be an angry black woman like baby why are you not angry that's not saying that you have to behave ungodly but but use your influence mm-hmm. use your influence to speak up and speak out and live for the truth it's just it's nothing wrong with speaking the truth no you should be mad you should be mad that your black brothers are getting killed down in the road you should be mad because just because she got money don't mean it can't happen to her it, right, it could it could be your daddy, it could be your brother, it could be your uncle, it could be your kid. When you have one, we don't know what could happen. So that's why I don't have any children. I have a father, I have uncles, I have that. So I'm mad. I have, yeah, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to keep. It's just so that was another thing that canceled her too, because everybody, because she was all this. But girl, you was just out partying. So what you gonna do? What are you doing? Yeah, you know and I think oh. that. It's a lack of, I think it's a lack of anger on our part over the past few years as to why we, yeah, I'll say, we it, we kind of allowed it to get this far mm-hmm. because we tried to, we tried to be patient. We tried, tried to, to po- protest peacefully. Tried to we march. tried to get in the rooms with the people who had the power to make decisions. We tried. Mm-hmm. And I think that if we would have got a little bit angrier, a little bit sooner that and you know I hate that it had to come to that but it looks like that's the only way we can change it let me speak to something real quick taking Aunt Jamama off the cereal box I mean not cereal box taking Aunt Jamama off the cereal box taking off these statues writing Black Lives Matter on the street you know having these Juneteenth celebrations and making Juneteenth company holidays is great it is amazing but guys we want legislation passed that says you can't kill us that says police will be held responsible if they go out here recklessly harassing black people all that little stuff is great it is amazing i'm not saying stop but what i'm saying is can we get some real can we protect our lives yeah that's what that's what we really want because taking out your mom off the syrup bottle ain't gonna keep john 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 boy down the street from getting killed no and I like Aunt Jemima syrup. That's the kind I use. <laughs> so I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at taking down these statues. I'm not mad at any of that. But we need more than... And I, I, I feel like some people are going to be like, well, they got their statues taken down and we did this and we did that. Ain't that enough? Yeah. No, that, it's oh, not. No, <laughs> it's I, not I think, enough. And you know what? I think that this they're giving us, oh, we're going to give them this. We're going to give them that. We're going to give them this. And to just try and pacify us. Pacifiers, but that's not enough. So we will not stop. Until mm-hmm. you stop killing us, you start laws. You, you took killing rights. You took a young, a white man to Burger King after he went to a black church. Mm. When he was in there Talk minding his it. business, minding their business, worshiping God, and they let him sit in the sit through part of the service with them. Yeah, sit through a part of the service. They didn't bother that man or nothing. He killed. He killed nine people in there. But y'all gonna take him to Burger King? But but when our black men get arrested. It's, it's a death sentence. We're not asking to be, oh, a pat on the back of that. If we do the crime, no. okay, okay, we'll do the time. We'll do the time. We'll go do our little time or whatever, but give us a chance to do the time. But we in America, we're it. supposed to be innocent until proven guilty. Yeah. Why is it a cop's responsibility who only had a couple of months of training to say whether we're guilty or not when we're supposed to be deemed innocent or guilty in front of a jury of our peers? And right. half the time, if we want to get into that, it ain't really our peers. 
because some of the people that be on the stand be just as racist as the cops that want to arrest us. If Let me ask, can I ask this question? I know it's off topic. Okay. Breonna Taylor. Oh, her killers are still walking free, by the way, if you're listening. Yes. Sign the <laughs> petition, do whatever. They are still walking free. Call it number. They need to be in jail somewhere. But let me take let me take this. They, they passed the law, the Breonna law, but her killers are still out there. What kind of what kind of slap in the face is it? So you're going to pass the law. But she is, but her kids are still out here. Let me take you, let me change the narrative of it. What if her name was not Brianna Taylor, but Brittany Sam, Brittany, or Brittany Karen? Karen. Yeah, I, I ain't Karen. If Aunt Karen was in her house, minding her business, and a black police officer came in there and shot her, mm. he would have been in jail. They, he wouldn't have had a, they would, they would have took, they would have under the jail. Under the jail. Under the jail, her kills are still out there, and that is a problem. Let's flip it to let's ain't, go ahead. Ain't no police officer above the law. If you kill somebody that's in their house minding their business, then you need to be in jail. You that's there's no excuse. I no just, excuse. I'm getting let's, angry, so I'm gonna just stop talking. Let's flip it to Botham Jean and Amber Geiger. Botham Jean in his house, black man minding his business. Amber Geiger at his door talking about she think it's her apartment trying to get in, trying to get in. He goes to see what what, it, what in the world is going on and she opens fire on him on his apartment and gets to walk free. Walk she, free. Mind you, she was an off-duty cop. Off-duty. Had <sighs> it been the other way around, had Amber been in her apartment. Thank you. And Botham been the off-duty cop thinking he was at his apartment but was really at the wrong apartment. Freak. And then he opened fire. Freak. He'd be under the jail. He would have been trying to rob us or something. Oh, he was a robber. He was trying to take something from him. Nah, ain't none of that. Let's just be real. So you can't tell me that there isn't an unbalanced scale of justice out there because we <laughs> see it. And don't we tell me it. it's because the media only shows the bad. No. No. It's the media the... shows what happens. Happens. Don't be ignorant. That's why we... That's why uh, Kaepernick is, is kneeling. Y'all was mad about that. That's why he's kneeling. That's why we, we don't say the Pledge of Allegiance and Star Spangled Banner. My Star Spangled Banner is Lift Every Voice and Sing. Mm. That's what I was raised on. I don't know about okay. the, and that's not knocking nobody else, but that's what I was raised on. How I'm going to say liberty and justice for all when my people are getting killed. Ain't no justice. No justice, no peace. I said it. Black Lives Matter. Exactly. No justice, no peace, and Black Lives do matter. And until you want to talk legislation... You can keep all the other creative stuff. That stuff is good, but can we yeah. get the legislation passed first? Thank you. And then once we pass them, can we go back and look at the statute of limitations on these people who are walking free? Because Breonna Taylor's killers are still free. Free. Killers out here, but people got drug charges from the 80s, still in dr- jail. Jail, in jail. Jail is not rehabilitation for drugs. No. No. It's a I, that's another, that's another podcast for another day. We're going to make a movie. <laughs> It's a broken system we live in, and I am frustrated. And yeah, but that concludes everything we had on the docket to talk about. Cree, if people who have not already followed you or are listening to you for the first time today want to follow you on social media or want to look up your podcast, tell them where they can find you, please. Y'all can find me on my page at beautiful, like the beautiful underscore creation. That is my Instagram page. You can go on there, and the link to my Anchor is in the bio. And that is I declare, I decree. Great. And then mine is for those of you who are not already following me, um, you can follow me at Miss MS underscore Jasmine underscore LaShawn L A S H A W N on Instagram. All of my stuff is in the bio there for my podcast and everything else. So you can follow me there as well. Cree, it was great having you. We're gonna have to do it again soon. Yes, you're gonna yes. have to have me well we'll we'll post this on both of our podcasts but well you'll have to have me on out of create and let you host and we'll you know talk over there on your side but right. it was good having you and that's yes. been another episode of internally well thank you guys for tuning in